Hello and welcome to ResearchPod. Thank you for listening and joining us today. In this episode, we'll be looking at the research of Dr. Claudio Scafolio at the University of California, Los Angeles, exploring a new diagnostic technique that could help to identify the earliest stages of lung cancer. Non-small cell lung cancer is one of the most widespread forms of the disease. As with many other cancers, the best chance of survival comes with early diagnosis. Unfortunately, at present, this often doesn't happen. In research that has the potential to improve the prognosis of lung cancer patients, Dr. Claudio Scafolio and his colleagues at the University of California, Los Angeles, has identified a new diagnostic technique that could efficiently identify the earliest stages of lung cancer. Cancer comes in many forms. Worldwide, lung cancer is the most prevalent form of the disease, followed by breast, bowel and prostate cancer. There are two types of lung cancer, small cell lung cancer and non-small cell lung cancer, NSCLC. Of the two, NSCLC is by far the most common, accounting for around 80 to 85% of lung cancer cases. Despite huge advances in cancer treatment, one factor still gives the best chance of surviving NSCLC, early diagnosis. While more than half of NSCLC patients with localized disease, i.e. where the cancer has not spread from the lungs, will survive for at least five years, only 4.5% of patients with the metastatic form of the disease can expect to live that long. Unfortunately, at present, relatively few newly diagnosed lung cancers are localized. In most cases, the cancer has already spread or metastasized. To improve survival rates, it is crucial that new routes to early diagnosis are explored. To diagnose cancer at an early stage, doctors sometimes look for signs of pre-malignancy. Pre-malignant cells are those which are likely to become cancerous but have not yet done so. In some types of lung cancer, signs of pre-malignancy can be detected by computed tomography, CT scans. However, CT scans alone are often insufficient as it can be difficult to tell whether a particular lesion is cancerous or not. There are two main types of NSCLC, lung adenocarcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma. Lung adenocarcinoma is more challenging to diagnose as it typically develops in the furthest reaches of the lungs, the bronchioles and alveoli. There are several types of premalignant lesion that are known to predict the emergence of lung adenocarcinoma. Unfortunately, detection of these lesions can be tricky. Researchers have discovered that cancer cells need more glucose than normal cells. This trait can potentially be exploited in diagnosis of the disease. A particular group of transporter molecules, called glutes, are responsible for carrying glucose into cancer cells. One way to search for the presence of cancer is to inject a patient with a small amount of a radioactive glucose substitute, or tracer. Glutes carry the radioactive molecules into cancer cells, which can then be detected with a type of radioactivity-detecting scan called positron emission tomography, PET. PET is useful for cancer staging or determining how extensively the cancer has spread around the body. 
A negative PET scan indicates that the cancer remains confined to the original tumour and has not yet metastasized. While traditional PET scanning is helpful for more advanced cancers, it is not useful for identifying early-stage lung adenocarcinoma. Dr. Claudio Scofolio and his team at the University of California believe that this is because this form of the disease uses a different system to transport glucose into cancerous cells. Sodium-dependent glucose transporters, or SGLTs. These transporters, unlike glutes, cannot carry the radioactive glucose substitute and so are not detected by PET. In recent research, Dr. Scofolio and his team investigated whether SGLTs are a sign of pre-malignancy and the early stages of lung adenocarcinoma. To do this, the researchers used a different tracer molecule, one which can be transported by SGLTs, but not by glutes. The team looked at one particular SGLT, called SGLT2. Dr. Scofolio and his colleagues had previously identified this transporter in different types of cancers, including pancreatic and prostate tumours. In this study, they used a technique called immunohistochemistry to search for SGLT2 glucose transporters in lung adenocarcinoma samples. Immunohistochemistry is a method for selectively staining or dyeing tissue samples. The protein of interest, in this case SGLT2, is marked with a stain which is visible when the tissue sample is viewed with a microscope. This allows researchers to observe the abundance and distribution of the protein. In total, the team examined 58 lung adenocarcinoma samples taken from patients at different stages of the disease. They also used genetically engineered mice to further investigate the SGLT2 protein. Finally, the researchers developed patient-derived xenografts, PDXs. A PDX is created when a tumor tissue is taken from a patient and implanted into mice for research purposes. This technique allows drugs to be tested in mice before they are given to patients. The in-depth methods allow the researchers to demonstrate that SGLT2 does play an important role in lung adenocarcinoma. Interestingly, SGLT2 appears to be the most active in the first stages of the disease during pre-malignancy and the beginnings of tumor development. These early cancer cells seem to only have SGLT2, whereas cells in more advanced tumors have both SGLT2 and glutes. This means that the ways in which cancer cells take in glucose change as the disease progresses. Why this happens is unclear. However, Dr. Scofalio thinks that the reason may lie in the varying levels of oxygen available to cancer cells at different stages of the disease. Early cancer cells have a good oxygen supply, while those at a more advanced stage must survive in a low-oxygen environment. It may be that glutes are better able to function in these conditions. Dr. Scofalio and his team recently received a grant from the U.S. National Cancer Institute, which will allow them to further investigate this key stage in lung cancer progression. Better diagnosis could lead to improved survival rates. The research led by Dr. Scofalio could lead to more accurate and reliable diagnostic methods for lung adenocarcinoma. 
One current problem with CT scanning is that the technique identifies large numbers of lung nodules, most of which turn out to be benign. However, as benign lesions cannot be easily distinguished from cancerous cells, patients need to return for regular CT scans to check that the nodules are not becoming malignant. Understandably, this uncertainty creates a great deal of anxiety and stress for patients. By using the alternative tracer that is taken up by SGLT2, pre-malignant lesions and early-stage tumours can be more easily identified. This will allow patients with lung adenocarcinoma to receive an early diagnosis and consequently a better chance of survival. At the same time, patients with benign lung lesions will be spared unnecessary treatment. The team also discovered that drugs which block the development of SGLT transporters can effectively hinder disease progression by limiting the glucose supply of cancer cells. These drugs, which can help regulate blood sugar levels, are already available for treating diabetes. In this study, the researchers found that these drugs can specifically target pre-malignant lesions in the lungs. If given early, the treatment could improve a patient's chances of survival. The drugs can even have the potential to prevent pre-malignant cells from becoming cancerous at all. They could be particularly useful in patients for whom surgical removal of the lesion would be risky. Finally, the team proposed combining their two key discoveries. PET scanning with the alternative tracer used in this study could be used both before and after a patient receives SGLT-blocking drugs to monitor changes in the progression of the disease. This has the potential to be a diagnostic tool which offers a degree of precision that is not currently available. With more detailed information of the state of a patient's cancer, doctors will be better equipped to decide on the most appropriate course of treatment. Following the promising results of this study, the team's next goal is to conduct clinical trials to assess the use of the new tracer in patients. This is crucial if the new diagnostic method outlined here is to become a reality for cancer patients and their doctors. Given the global prevalence of NSCLC, advances in diagnosis and treatment, such as those pioneered by Dr. Scafalio and his colleagues, have real potential to reduce the number of people experiencing this disease. As in many other cancers, in NSCLC, the key to a person's chances of survival is an early diagnosis, and the research of Dr. Scafalio and his colleagues will help that become a reality. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed to ResearchPod for more of the latest science. See you again soon.